is good, Defenders, and welcome to episode 174 of the most LAFC podcast on earth. Welcome to Defenders of the Bank, and you know my voice. I am the scarf, J.R. Liebert, and we are here in the heart of Screenland, beautiful Culver City, California, to talk about a draw. And of course, sitting across the table from me, my partner in pod, and the reason why I was being rained on at the Coliseum at about three o'clock in the morning, Christian Barry Manilow, Philly Philemon himself. I love it. And after this episode, you'll understand why he's calling me Barry Manilow. Stay tuned for a very awesome world premiere of something that I'll talk about at the end of this pod. Now, Scarf, you mentioned the most LAFC podcast on Earth. Yes. Earth. Earth. What a concept that is. Are are we on Earth right now? And the reason I ask that question is because we've literally been up for 27, 30 plus hours. It's weird being in the state of mind where, yes, did we, uh, you know, take some like freedoms and liberties in terms of like consuming a couple of things? Sure. But it's weird and spacey to be up for so long. You said it, we'll talk about it, but we've literally been up for, I mean, at this point, a day and a half without any sleep other than a snooze here and there. All right. So uh, Philly is apparently channeling his inner Bill Walton right now, questioning whether or not we are on earth when he says we took some liberties consuming a couple of things, what he means... It, it wasn't Bill Walton-esque <laughs> things. Right. What he means is some rum punch that we had early in the morning at about 6 o'clock, you know, just to kind of wake it's up. like 5.59 in 59 oh, seconds. Oh, my goodness. It was a lot. Uh, but, I mean, yes, to answer your question, Philly... We are on Earth, yes. Although I know you may be flying on cloud nine right now. Let's yeah. talk about, all right, you've had a pretty charmed last month, month and a half or Truthfully, so. I've had a pretty charmed 41 years if I really I, break it I, down. I mean, yes, for sure. But let's, let's roll it back about a month or so ago when one Charlotte Flair is directly to your right at Bank of California Stadium as you and I got to talk with Andrade and Charlotte Flair. That's still funny, by the way, every time we think about that. Yeah. And then today, I mean, you, you, you get one hall pass, right? And, and I think you've decided that Charlotte Flair might be the hall pass. But if you had a number ba- one, yes. Yeah. If you had your backup hall pass, though, everybody, it would absolutely be one Rebecca Lowe. And Philly got to take a picture with uh, Rebecca Lowe today due to some prodding and pushing by all of us. He didn't want to initially, but she literally walked right up to him. And we were like, Philly, go take your picture with Rebecca Lowe. I mean, look, I, I got a selfie with Neville Longbottom today, but I think you win <laughs> if, we're, uh, if we're comparing. I think uh, Rebecca Lowe, for you, does a bit more than Neville Longbottom does for me. Well, I mean, even if Neville Longbottom did a little more for you than Rebecca Lowe he does, does not. for me, I wouldn't have a problem with that. It's 2021 after all. Everybody's open-minded. Oh, but no, it was... Dude, I-, I love Rebecca Lowe. I mean, ever since the Premier League started happening on NBC, there's just something about her that just attracts me and draws me in. She's intelligent. She's well-spoken. Clearly, I have a penchant for blondes. I guess that's my (laughs) MO. Strong, opinionated, you know, resilient, tough, you know, beautiful women. I just, that's what I'm attracted to. I I, I like that. And yes, you said it. My hall pass for ages was Charlotte Flair, but I've always loved Rebecca Lowe. And they talk about prodding. So we were waiting online for this spin and win a jersey thing. And 
kind of minding my own business. I'm in line with Nina and, and JR and, and Panda and our, and our buddy Matt and our buddy Keaton. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But Rebecca Lowe's coming. And Scarf's like, go take your photo. And I don't, look, I don't get starstruck for, with, with many people. But I do love Rebecca Lowe, and I'm just, six to you know, midnight. I'm just, you know, I had <laughs> not exactly, you know, I had my hands behind my back. I'm looking at the ground, kicking rocks. I'm like, ah, no, I'm not going to do it. And they're pushing me out of the line as she's coming in with her security guards, and I'm like, what, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? And, and I, I had to yell. You, you did, and, and you like, you were actually the first one to lock eyes with Rebecca. I was. That was, you know, we had we shared a moment. Yeah, and you were like Rebecca, and then he points at me, and then they push me out there. <laughs> And I'm like, I- I'm sorry. Would it be all right if we took a photo together? And she's like, of course. She was very jovial about it. And, you know, she we, we took a photo. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't want to be rude about it. And she's like, no, trust me. I've seen weirder. And as she walks by, like, you know, you guys are all cheering and yelling. And Amanda's just like, my husband loves you. And she turns around and smiles. It was... I mean, yes, that was the highlight of my day. But, dude, Fan Fest, we were there at it was 3 a.m. It was raining up until sunlight started coming <laughs> at 7. It was such a cool experience. It really was. It, it was an amazing experience. Let's talk about the luck that Panda had. They had a claw game as part of all of the festivities. And in the claw game, you could pick up these rubber soccer balls. And inside the soccer balls, there were little trinkets. Or, you know, you could actually win gift cards for like $500. Or you could, the big trip was a trip to London. But Panda won 20,000 miles on Emirates awesome. on this card. And we think that'll get her halfway to Phoenix, which will be great. <laughs> Sitting we, on an armrest. Yeah, we've got to look that up. But hey, 20,000 miles to Emirates, no big deal. You mentioned we were standing in line to spin and win that jersey. I did spin and win that jersey. It's stupid. This guy wins every freaking raffle I've ever, <laughs> ever gone with him. I always either get another opportunity to spin and then lose. This guy nails it on the first <laughs> shot. And it doesn't matter if it's a Premier League jersey, a scarf, a bag of donuts. It's stupid. He wins everything. I love donuts. That being said, I want to give a quick shout out to Angel City. I was their raffle winner. You mentioned it. I was their raffle winner at the uh, LMU Angel City night. That was kind of fun. Uh, Unbeknownst to me, you had to stick around till the end of the game to claim your prize. Luckily, Nina lives about six minutes from LMU, so I was able to hustle back over there before the match ended when I got the text that I won. I Also, by the way, since I'm giving shout-outs, I have to give a shout-out to the tech boss, Christian Lau. I want to say a big thank you for the scarf, my friend. You, sir, Wait. are a gentleman and a scholar. What scarf? He, he gave me a scarf. I'll have to show it to you. It's in the car. But, uh, well, why don't you look? You can show me, and that will obviously appease my curiosity. Yes. But the millions, and millions are probably curious as to what kind of scarf you got. It was so there was an eighteen hundred tequila event apparently at the bank and Oh yeah, that was last Monday. Yeah, and I saw on the story, I saw one of the bartenders pouring some stuff and in the background there was the scarf. And so uh Nina, who is wonderful, uh she hit up Christian and and he took care of me for the scarf. So a big thank you to Nina and to Christian to Tech Boss for the 1800 scarf. It goes proudly in the collection and I promise once this season is over I need to update the Instagram and let you all in what, on on the collection. What all right, what I what I think would be kind of cool. So yeah. for those of you who who listen and are part of the part, Pod Fam, if you watched Heart uh, Heart of LAFC, shout out to all the boys there. You've no doubt seen the collection that Joseph Zacker has. Yeah. 
I, I, do you have anything similar to that? I think you need to have a wall and, and a display situation in which we could actually see your scars because it's cool to plast them and po- plast them, post them on, on, <laughs> uh, um, are you control, are you plastered right now? What's happening? <laughs> to major Tom, but I think it'd be cool if you had that kind of setup, whether it's in your garage or your room yeah. or whatever the case may be, to actually have a display where we can see the scarf of the the, the scarves, scarves of the scarves. The scarf. So here's the cool part: my collection is not eclectic. The cool part about all these other collections that you see out there, whether it's Joseph Zacker, whether it's Ray, whether it's many of the other scarf collectors out there, is that they've got scarves from all the cool stuff that they've done with world football forever and ever and ever. And I'm just starting to to kind of dip my toe in the water, if you will. Yeah, 200 of, plus scarves is not starting to no, dip no, no, your I, toe well, well, in any water. All, At this point, you've let go of your life preserving. You're swimming in the no, ocean. No, totally. But that's with LAFC scarves. Again, like I, I haven't been to many other things that have allowed me to accumulate other scarves. I have a scarf from every away day that I've been to, which of course includes Leon and includes all the other places that we've been, Seattle and Carson and Portland and all the other fun places that we've gone. But I really don't have, and I'm not trying to collect, by the way, scarves from all over. I have some incredibly cool scarves that I've had some some generous people who listen to the show. Uh, someone sent us that Leeds United scarf, which was kind of neat. I've got some cool uh, Serie A ones. You brought me back that one. Uh, it was Gank and Roma. Is yeah, that right? Europa League. The Europa League. The last international trip I took. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about Europa League in a little bit, not involving those two teams on the pod. But I just don't have a lot of, of other, of non-LAFC uh, scarves in my collection. But you know what? Who cares? I, you still want to see them anyway. Don't absolutely. be modest. Absolutely. Show I'll, us your scarves. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely hit that up. Also, Philly, uh, a quick shout out to our buddy Alexis, who we ran into today. No, it's awesome. Alexis Guerrero's of the Cooligans. He uh, was in town. The last time we saw him was during the All-Star game. Christian Polanco's wasn't with him. But, you know, we bump into Alexis quite a bit. And obviously, we formed a friendship with him over the course of the past couple of years. Always been a big fan of the Cooligans. And it's super cool that we get to call them friends. And we recognize each other. We, we, we chat on social media yeah. all the time. They give us our pizza recommendations. Uh, but yeah, Alexis Guerrero's, we got to see him. If you want to hear about his story, we interviewed him. I, I don't remember what episode. I think it was close to the turn of the century when we were approaching 100. Yeah. But really cool dude from my neck of the woods, Arsenal fan. So, you know, he was feeling jovial this weekend after they absolutely thrashed Villa the night before. But dude, again, I just, I can't get over the high of, of that event. I missed out. Really on, fun. Missed out on a lot of these Premier League morning fan fests in the Northeast. And this was the first one they had in two years. We got to see the two Robbies, Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto. For those of you, Robbie Musto's at the bank quite a bit. Robbie Earl is the more fashionable of the Robbies. And of course, Tim Howard. Tim Howard. Do you think he had any PTSD being close to Bank of California? <laughs> no, because Carlos thrashing? Vela was nowhere to be found, so it's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. For those of you who don't remember, in Tim Howard's last game as an MLS goalkeeper for the Colorado Rapids, Carlos Vela in the black and gold put the shebang bang on Colorado and Absolutely. obviously punctured his uh, personality, I guess, if you will. Bro- broke the record, 32, 33, and 34 goals scored on the season by Carlos Vela. Nice little way of sending off Tim Howard. One of both of our favorite players of all time, Jay Demerit, oh, was there. Yes. Thanks for bringing that a- up. And let's talk about who else was there. The all-time Premier League leading scorer, Alan Shearer. Freaking cool. Man. That was really cool. But I, I got to mention one other thing, Philly. The first game of the day was huh. Chelsea Norwich. And 
I saw, you saw, we all saw, they from the Goodyear blimp they would have seen, <laughs> the single largest Premier League fan in existence of any team. This man, first of all, shout out to Norwich, and here's why. Not because you lost 7 nothing and your team has got off when you're going to be relegated, and Josh Sargent is going to be relegated twice in two leagues in like three years. You make a jersey that fits this man who must have been, and I'm not joking and and look if you were at the premier league mornings you you saw this man this man was maybe seven foot tall seven i'm not i'm not exaggerating no, he's not he was massive he might have weighed 400 425 pounds and he wasn't fat he was just huge he was two people's worth of people made up of one person it was absolutely Unbelievable. And his jersey fit him perfectly. Maybe it was like a TIFO that they didn't use one season that they just put around him. I don't know. But it was a perfectly fitting jersey. This man was the largest soccer fan I've seen in my life. The joke is he didn't have to stand on any ladder to turn on the the flame above the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. And another joke we were having is, hey, why don't we get a bunch of marshmallows, hand it to him, and he can roast them on the flame above the Coliseum. So big. He was a human. And you, you reminded me of one of my fraternity brothers. And I, the only reason I mention this, I want to shout him out. He passed away during COVID, sadly. Oy. His name was Chris Peterson. And his nickname in college was 6250. And I'll tell you why. Oh, so God. when we we were in college in a fraternity <laughs> at Phi Kappa Tau, Indiana University. Um, we were ordering hoodies one day, and everybody's hoodie was $31.25. So now, now, Chris Peterson, at that point, one of the largest human beings I ever met. I mean, we had to order. It was like a triple XLT. You know, when he got the sweat, when they got the hoodie, it was like a different color because they couldn't accommodate the size. And his sweater was literally $62.50, double that of everybody else. Good and he Lord. put up such a stink about it that that just became his name. Like we stopped calling him what his original name was. And we started referring to him as 6250. Yeah, look, but I- shout out to you, Chris. He, again, passed away during Thanksgiving from oh. COVID. God bless you, Chris. I, I always I always keep you in my thoughts and prayers. God bless you and your family. I, uh, I, I Look, I've seen 4Xs made in, in kits for MLS, for anywhere else. By the way, if you buy a an, an Asian 4XL size... That would be immediate that's, in the US. Yeah, it's, it's, so I bought a 2X when Vissel Kobe came. I, I wanted to own a Vissel Kobe jersey. And so I, I was looking for an Andres Iniesta one. I found a blank back one that was a 2X. And I was like, sweet, this is great. I bought it. It came about a week before the Vissel Kobe match. And I went to put it on, and it was a midriff. It was a schmedium. And I was like, but I know I'm a 2X. What happened? So I, I emailed the guy and he goes, oh, no, no, no. That's not an American 2X. That's, a, that's an Asian 2X or a Japanese 2X. I was like, oh, okay. He goes, you have to buy a 4X. And I go, well, if I didn't have self-esteem issues before, perfect. Don't, don't shop at H&M. That usually gives me <laughs> self-esteem issues. So yeah, I, I, this must have been at least a 5 or a 6X jersey. I've never seen any. Like I said, the man was the largest person I've ever seen. Philly, not a good day, by the way, if you're a Dodger fan. No, sadly. And look, I sympathize with the Dodgers fans because I absolutely hate the Braves yep. being a Mets fan. Seeing yep. the Braves get into the World Series for the first time since 1999 makes me want to vomit. I mean, the World Series is the Trashros and the Braves. Yeah. I couldn't think of a less a World Series that I wouldn't want to watch. Like To me, I... I think when the White Sox were in there with, um, I think it was the Astros. Oh, was, was that it? like 
Oh four, oh, oh, oh five, six. oh five, oh six. Yeah, what are, I forget, but it was the year the, the White Sox won. I think yeah. at that point oh, I didn't five. care. I think I, I equally don't care. I mean, if the Red Sox made it, you know, I would have thought about it because you know Kike, Alex right. Dugo. But I mean, we all hate the Astros. We do because they're a bunch of cheating SOBs. Absolutely, and, and the Braves just. The Braves give the Mets, you know, heart palpitations. So, yeah. you know, screw them too. It must be weird. And and Dodger fans, please chime in. Let us know at Defenders of the Bank. It must be weird though, because, okay, the Dodgers lost. Game is over. Season's over. But now you kind of go to bat for the Braves. Are you rooting for the Braves in this one, Dodger fans? No, because I, I think you stop and watch the Rams and the I, Lakers. You know, you're probably right. We, we've got some really important LAFC matches coming up soon, so you can focus all your attention on that. But there's no oh, way that you want Houston to win, right? Like it's, You have to be out of your gourd. So... Uh, do you just is that it? Is like is everyone taking Philly's tact of well, I'm just out, I'm not watching, I'm done. You just you root for like the two buses to collide on the freeway with each other. Like I don't know what you root for with this, but uh I have been less excited about very few sporting events in my life than an Astros Braves rather watch Cornhole on TV. Cornhole was on TV earlier tonight. Yeah, just a regular season Cornhole match. Regular season doesn't even have to be playoffs. (laughs) By the way, uh, at the Troubadour tomorrow night, regular season Cornhole. uh, (laughs) They're taking the stage. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get into a little bit of this day in LAFC history. We are recording this on the day of the match, the twenty third, Saturday, October twenty third. I, I wanted to to throw out some stuff on October 22nd real quick. First, on the 22nd in 2018, Carlos Vela earns the number two spot on MLS's top-selling jerseys of 2018. Diego Rossi finishing 12th. Diego Rossi also named to the Team of the Week for Week 34 of 2018. But on the 22nd in 2019, we talked about the Stephen Bateshore Farsi t-shirt last this day in LAFC history. This was a... Really cool night, the 22nd of October 2019, when LAFC launched the first ever Korean merchandise collection in MLS history, designed by Hokyun Choi. That was a really cool night, a really fun experience to be at the uh, LAFC HQ when that was happening. And on the 23rd, 2019, so two years ago to the date. Let me know how y'all feel about this one, LAFC fans. Defenders faithful, the millions. And millions. I, I waited till he took a drink. That's why I did that one. Bob Bradley named the 2019 Siggy Schmid MLS Coach of the Year, obviously, for our exploits during our Supporter Shield winning record setting, soon to be record broken season. The third Coach of the Year award for Bob and the third different decade, 1998 with Chicago, 2006 with Chivas USA, and 2019 for LAFC. At the end of our season, we're all going to have some thoughts about Bob. I've been writing mine down over the last couple of weeks so that when we get to the end of our season, whether that's us somehow making the playoffs and hoisting MLS Cup, uh, our our somewhat unceremonious exit from the playoffs, or in three games, our season being over, I've got some thoughts. I know Philly's got some thoughts. But for now, let's get to news and notes. Philly, <sighs> it's going to start now. Oh no! I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be overkill with any oh. of this because the end of this pod is going. You're all going to be pleasantly surprised. I, I hear you. There's a but, world premiere going on. But I think. I think that it's deserving 
when a player is named MLS Player of the Week for Week 31 Philly, and that could only be one player. Would you mind telling us whom? Chicho. Chicho Arango. He piled up a hat trick with all those golosos. Nicely done, sir. Yes, Chicho Arango, player of the week for week 31 of the 2021 MLS season. He became the first LAFC player to record a hat trick since Diego Rossi in 2020 during the COVID Cup against Carson. He has scored 11 goals through his first 13 games. More on that number moving in a little bit. And this is actually his second player of the week award following his week 24 win in this award category. And he's now made the team of the week for two straight weeks because usually the player of the week is named to the team of the week. And he was. Let's do a quick Diego Rossi Fenerbahce update. Fenerbahce took on Belgian first division side Antwerp in a Europa League qualifying match on Thursday, October 21st. The match ended in a 2-2 draw, and there was definitely plenty of drama. Sam Vines, the former Colorado Rapids left back, started at the same position for Antwerp. Unfortunately, Diego Rossi did not start for Fenerbahce, and in just the second minute, Mbwana Samada, the player on loan from Fenerbahce to Antwerp, yes, he was playing against the team that he was on loan from, scored in the second minute, putting Fenner in an early hole. Enter Valencia scored two for Fenerbahce in the first half, but Antwerp was able to find an equalizer off the corner in the 62nd minute to make it 2-2. Rossi subbed on in the 66th minute and almost immediately changed the match just one minute later. Rossi found the end of a great pass into the box, but unfortunately his shot at point-blank range was corralled nicely by the Antwerp keeper, and that would be it for both sides. A 2-2 draw, and it (laughs) it wouldn't be... Uh, Defenders of the Bank pod anymore without a very quick Las Vegas Lights update. Yes, I know you're all very excited. In their last road test of the season, they don't have to go on the road anymore. The Lights traveled behind the Orange Curtain down to Irvine to take on Orange County Soccer Club on Saturday, and they found yet another heartbreaking way to lose after an own goal gave OCSC a 1-0 lead. The same player who scored the own goal, Dekel Kynan, also managed to pick up a red card in the 76, because if you're going to score against your own team, you might as well also leave them down a man. Somehow the lights found an equalizer in stoppage time by the machete, Danny Trejo. He scored in the first minute of stoppage, and just when he thought it was safe to leave Orange County with a point, the lights gave up a goal at the death, the fourth minute of stoppage, to leave all three points in Irvine. And with one game remaining in their season, and that would be against the Tampa Bay Rowdies who are heading to Cashman Field. Vegas now has a record of six wins, three draws, and 22 losses on the year. Philly, Epic. Philly, that's uh, that's not good, is what I hear. Also not good is uh, Serge Tankian. No, sadly, sadly, System of a Down was scheduled to play Bank at California Stadium along with Corn, and we want to give a big shout out to our buddy Rod Diaz, the bass player for Suicidal Tendencies. He took on the duties and the tasks of uh, playing bass for Corn, so we're looking forward to reconnecting with him because we hadn't seen him since that uh, that Pride Republic event in High Tops. We were on the road against Sporting Kansas City. He's been on tour this whole time. Yeah. Literally the last leg of the tour. They were supposed to play on Friday and Saturday. And he was so excited to play at the Bank, too. 
Oh, poor he had Rob, his man. post. I, he had his LAFC outfit ready to go. But, yep. you know, Serge Tankian unfortunately tested positive for COVID. And so the show could not go on, but they're rescheduling it for February. And man, I was, I was so looking forward to you just getting up there and, and yelling, wake up, grab a person, put a little makeup. <laughs> Hi, Scars to fade away the shakeup. <laughs> what you have to leave the kids up on the table. You wanted to. <laughs> so uh Well, you you were one you were one line early. Oh, is that my early on the you wanted to's? I'm sorry. Here you go, create another fable. You wanted to. Th- sorry. Thank you. Right. He's he's still he, I don't he, think you trust. Oh boy. Wait, we can't do this and Barry Man aloud. Good lord. Self righteous suit. I, I was bummed though because I know Ra was super excited yeah, to no uh, to play the bank, and it's really cool that our buddy is now the bassist in Corn for a little bit because you yeah, know Fieldy's going through some stuff. So, all right, let's rip the bandaid off. Let's talk about it. It wasn't a loss. I mean, I right? want to rip the bandaid off. Honestly, we walked away. With, we should walk away with our heads held up high because oh. this could have been a shebang bang that the loons could have put upon us. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about this match, which, look, we, we jokingly talked about Chelsea putting up an American football touchdown and extra point on Norwich today, 7 nothing. It very well could have been a 5-6 or six goal affair for Minnesota today. Look, Minnesota came in above us on the table, and what we need to do is take points away from those teams that are above us on the table. We, we couldn't do it today, as all of you that are watching the game know. It was a 1-1 draw, but that being said, I thought that Minnesota, obviously, with so much more to play for in terms of standings and in terms of seed, and just in terms of being able to get their entire roster moving forward, I mean, this team looked so good today. They they really did. The loons, the wonder wall. We know that, uh, I think our buddy Vince was there, right? And, he was uh, there. And Jerry, who uh, might have a member on the starting lineup for Minnesota United. <laughs> yeah, the family Manuel member. Reynoso. Manuel Reynoso. Yeah. Look, Minnesota came in really playing well. Uh, they've got a ton of talent, and they're pretty healthy right now, too. Obviously, Ike Opara being the main player who hasn't been... God, he's been out all year with that concussion issue. That is just scary for a player having a hard time returning from a concussion. Their manager, Adrian Heath, he's been there for quite some time. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I just think it's funny. We're hanging out with our buddies, the twins, Lalo and Gaston, and we were celebrating their baby shower. Yep. So awesome, awesome stuff. As I take a sip of this McAllen 12-year that, that, that they brought over, and <laughs> they mentioned that Adrian Heath, well... He kind of looks like a Bond villain. <laughs> Could see him sitting down right. in like one of those turnaround chairs with a white cat. Good evening, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I said he looks like a guy playing a soccer coach in a movie, but uh The yeah. British Nick Nolte. <laughs> right, the British Nick Nolte. I like it. Yeah, by the way, I'm while you're having the McAllen, I'm having a uh, LaCroix mango. What's flavor. your problem? I'm trying Do you not like the twins. I, I they love brought the it twins. for us. And by the way, let's talk about that for just a quick second. Since you, you guys are listening to our pod, just deal with us talking about our friends for two seconds. Lalo and Gaston. Uh it's it's come to our attention that one of the twins is having a baby. So we were able to uh, to throw a little baby shower here. Nina Nina did a whole thing. She did an amazing job, by the way. She did. She's They're, such a ha- great party planner. And Panda helped her out getting the charcuterie tray ready. And She's we, really good at cutting cheese. We, <laughs> that's your wife, and that's the couch that you're probably sleeping on tonight. <laughs> but uh, no, it was really cute. And, and again, a, a big... I'm, I'm sorry, it was really what? It was cute. That's the nice. Whole, I never heard you refer to anything as really excuse cute. Excuse me, I won one of the two games that we played. They gave us a list. Nina came up with this game where you, you get a list of all these different baby products. There was there were strollers, and, and, and there were diapers, and formula, and... Nipple I'm not, cream. Uh, I wasn't going to say it. 
I mean, it was on the list. It was on the list. This is family friendly, but it, it's not like we're saying something foul. We aren't. Nipple that's cream's true. a thing. God, you said it again. So we, we come up with all the prices, and I was only off by like, I don't know, it was like a couple hundred bucks or whatever on everything. The stroller, the crib, the everything. So I won that game. That was fun. We also got to try a bunch of different baby foods. That was a thing. That happened. So, but anyway, applesauce. Shout out to our buddy Lalo. Uh, congrats on the family. God bless. Friend. We can't. That's... We can't wait to welcome another member to the Black and Gold family, You've and of course to the Founders Club. Got to deal with Tio Bufanda and Tio Cerveza over here. So that's going to be a lot of fun between the two of us. So. <laughs> How the heck? Am I... <laughs> Why am I Tio Cerveza? I mean, yeah, sorry, Tio McAllen over uh, here. Uh, there you go. <laughs> It's some sort of, I don't know how you say uncle in Irish, but whatever that is, or Scottish. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uncle. Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to say it in Gaelic, then I don't know. Yeah, right. All right, let's get into the lineups here. Let's talk about Minnesota's lineup. Of course, in goal, our buddy, number one, Tyler Miller. And I have thoughts about this, but we'll talk about that momentarily. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Tyler. 19 clean sheets in his two seasons with the black and gold. He was coming in off of another clean sheet, his 11th of the season for Minnesota. And we all know what Tyler meant to this club in our Supporters Shield winning season. And our you first. You wouldn't think that with the reception he got I, when he came God, back. God, I know, right? Our, our first keeper in club history, our first win in club history, our first clean sheet in club history, our first several dozen times of wondering why is Tyler Miller that far out of the box in club history? Probably our first tears in club history coming from a player. Right? He was a very so, emotional guy. He really was. Um, we, we love Tyler here on the podcast. We, we miss him dearly, but uh, we Especially know Especially his efforts in the community, Scarf. That, that's All jokes aside. The, no, that's the biggest thing, right? You and I were able to attend a lot of cool community events hosted by Tyler Miller and his foundations and the Austin Everett Foundation, and we were always happy to support those anywhere we could. Chase Gasper. You, real yes? quick, if you think about okay. all those events that we went to, I, I will. literally the only person left from that group of folks... From 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 everybody that you know, from Tyler, we're talking about Walker. We're talking about Dan. It's just Tristan. Yeah, Tristan. All his boys are gone. Yeah, and now he's basically. It seems like he's a handler or a bigger brother for Bryce Duke. J- Jordan's still here though. Yeah, but but I'm saying from like that group of folk, right, right, the right. Santa, the Santa Monica foursome. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That was it was crazy. I was looking back on that. We taken all those pictures and everything. Everyone's gone other than Tristan. You're right. My goodness. All right. So continuing on with the lineup for Minnesota, Chase Gasper, Bakaye Dibasi, Michael Boxall, Hassani Dotson. We've got Dotson here, everybody. Sure. The MLS legend, Ozzy Alonzo, who I'm not as much of a fan of after this game as I was before. Neither is Bob. Will Trapp. And by the way, that's Will spelled with one L and Trapp spelled with two Ps. And if that's not weird, I don't know what is. Franco Fragapane, yeah. which is one of my favorite names. And always, he's all already a Sopranos character with that name. It's amazing. One of the better players in all of Major League Soccer, Emmanuel Reynoso. The very, no relation to Jerry Reynoso. No relation to Jerry. Uh, the very dangerous Finnish Robin Ludd and Adrian Unu to round out the 11 in the 18. A few names we certainly know. How about Yuka Raidala traded along with Raheem Edwards for Laurent Simon uh, back in 2018. Jan Gregush, the Slovakian DP, longtime MLS veterans Ethan Finley and Fernando Adi and former forward Madison Flamingo Dane St. Clair who lost his job to Tyler. And that rounds out the lineup of the Loons, Minnesota United FC. 
Ah, uh, yes, and that brings us to the LAFC starting lineup, brought to you in part by Kaiser what? Permanente. Whatever that voice is, too. By yeah, the way. I, I, like I said, you know, remember how I meant, made the comment that, you know, planet Earth being a thing? You're you're just a little loopy right now. Yeah, I dude. I mean, if you don't sleep for like 36 hours, of course you're going to be loopy. You can Not, do it. I believe in you. I mean, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be fueled by Perrier, Coffee, and McAllen. So, in between the pipes, Jamal Blackman. Jamal Blackman had a few saves today. He had six. Yeah, that's quite a few saves. It's a lot. So, more on that later. Yeah. In, uh, rounding out the back line, Murray, Chiqui Palacios, Mamadou Fall, Jose Cifuentes, Latif Blessing, Bryce Duke getting the start today, Scarf's Favorite player on LAFC, Raheem Edwards. Disagree. Kim Moon Wan, uh, who I accidentally referred to as Kim Moon Swan, but again, I say that. He's an elegant player, so I'd get away with Kim Moon Swan, but it's Kim Moon Wan. Chicho. Chicho Arango. And of course, of course, Scarf's, in reality, his all-time favorite LAFC player, mainly because he started working on a song that we've been waiting on for a Oh, say about a year. What have Ryan I said Rodriguez. before? It's at the end of his saga here that I've got the second nah, verse. It's, it's, it's like a diary. You got to document the oh, journey. Oh my goodness! All right. As far as the uh, as far as the substitutes are concerned, we have one: Jordan Harvey, Tomas Romero, Sebastian Ibiaga, Michi Galina, Daniel Crisostomo, Cal Jennings, Marco Farfan, and the University of Pacific's finest, Tristan Blackman. All right, so we're there in Minnesota. We're not there in Minnesota. They're we there could have been. Minnesota. Actually, we should have been in Minnesota with 110 football. Yes, By the way, shout go. out to Jessica Black. We bumped into her today yeah. at the Premier League Fan Fest. That was a really cool thing. That Jessica was really Black cool. shares some of the duties with us on 110 football with Vince LaRosa and, of course, Connor. Make sure you check them out. 110 football is growing and growing quite nicely. And if you're keeping track, second time already on the pod that Philly said duty. So kickoff in Minnesota. <laughs> and calls me immature. What did we say? It was forty-eight degrees at kickoff, right? And I found out weirdly that Nina Canadian likes, summer. Uh, I found out that Nina likes players that wear gloves, so she was all about we've Chicho Arango. We've known about this with I, her obsession with Sergio I Aguero. I just don't understand her. Scarf, you got to get some gloves on, buddy. I will not. Are you kidding? I sweat. You don't want to. You don't want to sweep your sweetheart off her feet. I mean. Hopefully, I've already done that, but I also sweat in the snow. Can you imagine if I also wear gloves? They already look. I'm the scarf, which means I have to wear scarves wherever I go. I'm already overheated as it is. You put me in gloves and a scarf, I'm out. That's it. Dehydrated from the start. Kickoff and the first shot on target was fired in by Robin Ludd. And little did we know that for the next 25 minutes, we would look just as bad as we did on the first 25 minutes of our last match. But at least Jamal was able to get a good, easy first save in. Jamal back on his toes in the seventh minute as Reynoso puts one on frame. And, and Philly, look, it was lovingly described when we were talking about it, when we saw both Bryce Duke and Latif Blessing set up for the wall we called it the hedge or like the the bush huh. like something small the kind branch. of kind of unassuming and and look the wall didn't work because michael boxall got on the end of this free kick in the ninth minute for minnesota we should have been down one nothing after nine minutes, Philly, with Michael Boxall completely missing frame on a ball that was put perfectly onto his head. I mean, you couldn't have wrapped it up and put it on a silver platter any easier than that. We're lucky that he got the wrong part of his head on that ball. So yeah, that was your one nothing right there. Fast forward three minutes later, our back line, a complete piece of 
poop. Let's just put it that way. We're, we are family friendly. Kim Moon-Wong gets beat on the go route. Nothing looking good there. 17 minutes, a big save. From the big guy again as Robin Lud puts another one on target. He was he was everywhere. So was Hunu. It was kind of a scary situation. Oh God. We awful defense by LAFC. There were times where I just I couldn't understand how Minnesota and Hunu kept their plays going, how they kept threading needles. You know, we're fortunate that in some cases their 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 passing wasn't as effective as it could have been. But you know, that's a story there. Sixteenth minute, Duke de Chicho, but too many defenders in the box. 17th, Lud, and you, you know how much I you love reading my notes because I don't do the auto-correct uh, thing. I had uh, Lud, he had cheeky Palacios in his pocket. My uh, my notes, in, I wanted to say breaking ankles. Lud brewing Annie's is how it auto-corrected. You, uh, you went from the 17th minute back to the 16th minute, now back to the 17th minute again. So I Round like this. control to this Major is, Tom. This is fun watching Philly go between reading my notes and reading his notes. No, but, but, uh, but, but I like, you know, pointing out the, the, the stuff that you make fun of me for because, absolutely you know there might be a really cool rock and roll band name in there like brewing annies <laughs> brewing like that. annies they do sound like an underground ska band or yeah something that's like fun that. i mean if there's anybody out there who's a musician i used to be one um <laughs> you know if you, if you want to take one of these names by all means just let us come to a show and buy us a beer brewing annies brewing that's a fun annies. Name i like it the auto correct for breaking ankles so philly you, you got killed on that play, well you dude. mentioned hunu as well the 25th minute look our back line god to start this match, our back line was just so beat up. I miss Eddie Segura so much, man. That guy is so good. LAFC is still very, very lucky to be level as Hunu has one saved. And through the first 25 minutes, I wrote this down in my notes, Philly. In the 25th minute, could it be time for more 26-minute subs for Bob Bradley? We saw it It kind of work in our favor last match, but unfortunately no subs. But luckily... We've still got Tyler Miller in black and gold, baby. Let's flash forward to the 31st minute. B- before we do that, okay. the stat that came up, again, crazy to me, that 30 minutes into the match, yes. Scarf, you're looking, Minnesota United already with nine shots. Nine shots. Not necessarily on target, but sure. nine shots. LAFC, Zero. a goose egg. None. Not a single one. And it... I think we saw possession at the time was like 66-34, and I said, nope. It definitely felt like 70-30, almost 75-25. We Shout out to Vince LaRosa. We know how much you love possession. In the 31st minute, clearly, Will Trap 1L2Ps, was very upset about no call being made on the preceding play, so he took out Brian Rodriguez just outside the box. Never complained about whether that was a foul or not. Just wanted to make sure the referee knew that he missed a call on the opposite side of the pitch. So that's a yellow for Will Trap, and the ensuing free kick, it was Chicho. Chicho Arango with the free kick, and look, it was a beautiful free kick because it found its way right through the wall, but unfortunately, <laughs> and underneath it, somebody it headed right to Tyler Miller, and you thought, oh, man, right. Oh, my God, Tyler Miller did it again. Uh-huh. Unbelievable, a la Stefan Fry in the very first game at Bank of California Stadium, but at least it looked like this ball. It was dipping. It was diving a little bit. It curved around or through the wall there, so one could argue that it had a little spin on it, but Tyler centered it up beautifully. And right through the wickets it went. And Philly, our goal scorer, is... 14 games, managing his 12th goal, Chicho won Chicho Arango. Again, I don't want to beat this to hell because (laughs) there's a world premiere coming out. But throughout the course of the past couple of pods, we have been talking about Tyler Miller. And now, like a good buddy of ours, 
kept saying that, yeah, I was more than happy to drop him off at the airport and I was rebuttaling it with, I'd be more than happy to pick him up from the airport. Well, <laughs> and it, the signs of an intelligent individual are, you know, taking information, yeah. processing it and, and coming to a conclusion based on all, all, all the evidence and all the facts. And look, we, I, I don't want to say we've had a keeper better than Tyler Miller. I, we've been left, we've been less than enthused with what we've had since the Tyler Miller days, uh, the Pablo Cisniega, whatever, Tom, Tomas Romero, whatever. And obviously people are now having thoughts on, on Jamal Blackman. We've missed Tyler Miller. And we talk about how many clean sheets he has with Minnesota, 11. But obviously, you know, we have to factor in the, the case that he's got a much better back line and he did with LAFC as well. But the idea of going to the airport to pick up Tyler Miller after witnessing that ball going between his legs, <laughs> let's just say on the way to LAX, I got... Uh, you know, I ended up t- getting detoured and we hung out at the kettle in Manhattan Beach. And <laughs> so I just never bothered going to the airport. Let, let, let's leave it at that. Tyler Miller with that play, getting the assist, forever black and gold. Clearly he misses us because he, he assisted on that goal. He does. Look, we've actually, you know, we've had four keepers on this club at different points throughout this season with Greg Ranjit Singh having to be brought up from the MLS pool. That's true. But I wonder how many clubs in general and then i'll throw this out there as well how many successful clubs in a particular season have three players start more than five games at keeper remember it was pablo cisniega for the first eight and then tomas romero for 18 matches and then now it's been the jamal blackman show five matches started for lafc so far and if he finishes out the the season obviously we're going to have three keepers starting eight matches or more. I wonder if that's ever happened in a regular season before, and I wonder if it's ever happened with a playoff team. I mean, it kind of fits the scheme of the season. I mean, we've had, what, like two games where we've maintained the same lineup? Yeah. We, we've had so much inconsistency. We've been, you know, we caught the injury bug. We've had no luck in a lot of senses, so obviously utilizing a bunch. And keep in mind, like, going into the season, you know, Philip Edgermato essentially was kind of with us, kind of with the Las Vegas Light. Sure. A player who was our third stringer, who had, you know, a good run of form in FC Tucson when we let them out to the USL uh, League, uh, USL 1 side. Yep. But He's rehabbing right now. I yeah, he's so still right, in L.A. So. I do see that, but, I mean... Yeah, we've maintained no consistency, and obviously it doesn't shock me that we haven't maintained consistency with, with keepers. Jamal Blackman definitely being one of the more shocking and surprising signings. Absolutely, of, especially of came out. I mean, look, nothing with our keepers has been expected, right? Pablo playing fine, right? Like, nothing major from Still Pablo. I'd like to know what the deal is there. Like, right? I, I don't know anybody that seems to know or nobody that wants to seem to talk about it. And, and also, after Pablo, Tomas Romero, who, okay, starts 18 straight games, and then they switch it up and just go to Jamal. So... Yeah, it's been it's been a sore subject for me. It's it's hard because I look at teams out there with like Stephen Fry, Matt Turner, you know, uh, Pedro Milia, Tim Milia, Pedro Gaese in Orlando, and you just look and you're like, look, they figured it out. They got a guy. They're they're not paying these guys stupid money, right? Like Stephen Fry does well, Matt Turner does well. Pedro Gaese does God, well. If he only had Matt Turner. Could Can you, you imagine? imagine? I'll take any of those four guys we just mentioned. They're incredible keepers. 
And to just be able to set it and forget it back there at keeper, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of fantasy football teams out there when you have like a Pat Mahomes or, or somebody like that where, you know, you don't have to think about it anymore. You just put that guy in your lineup. That's what I would love to have at keeper, man. I, and, and by the way, can we just say I resisted the urge to mention somebody else on that one? So we're going to just keep on moving right along player that I would want to put in my fantasy football lineup every single week, but that's fine. I'm not going to do it. Let's talk about the 45th minute. 45th minute Philly, we had a double knockout. I mean... There was a heavyweight. There was a, there, not a heavyweight, but there was a boxing fight tonight. It, it was. We watched the Shakur Stevenson fight. It was bad. I mean, the referee crumpled. The referee, by the way, who's about twice Kim Moon Won's size, absolutely crumpled when he and Kim Moon Won met heads. It looked bad. I mean, Kim Moon Won was down for a while. I think they gave him stitches or something there on the field. It definitely looked like it. I thought the referee was out for a split second, too. The way he went down, just like a sack of potatoes, man. He was out five stitches, Philly, above the head or above the eye, I should say, of Kim Moon Hwan. Uh, number one, we both hope he's okay. You know, Defenders of the Bank, we hope Kim Moon Hwan is ready to go. But also, will he be available for Seattle? We'll talk about that at the end. Philly, that looked bad. No, it did, and at one point we were thinking, "Oh gosh, this is like something out of like the uh, the history of the New York Mets." You know? Right? <laughs> Some clown car crap. Like, get the doink, the clown introduction coming through the speakers. But the fact that he was bleeding was was kind of was kind of nuts. I mean, a lot. It was him and Alonzo, and 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 the ref, and the ref was down for a bit, but. It was it was it was Kim Unwan who had the, the the brunt end of it. Yeah, we saw. And the you're other- just telling me the stitches part. That's the first I heard of it. I if you did tell it to me earlier, I, I clearly did. wasn't paying I, attention. I did, but that's okay. And also, I've never seen a, a referee warm up like the players do before. He was <laughs> that was where the the doink the clown music right? started popping into my head. Like all of a sudden, we're like, oh, we're gonna have a new head referee. All right, how do they determine? Is there is there always someone waiting in the wings? And probably get somebody from pro. On the podcast, just to kind of explain these things, we need we need an official, or we could get good referees. Yeah, well, I mean that's a novel idea. Yes. <laughs> no, but stoppage time. Look, because of the referee being down, and the referee went down. And by the way, as soon as he kind of came to his senses, he kind of he tried to blow that whistle right at the start to tell him, like, okay, uh, hold on, time out, we have a problem. But uh, he was okay. Long stoppage time, nine ten minutes. In stoppage time, and Philly, we should have been maybe 2-1 down in the half. And you mentioned him Did earlier. Adrian Hunu, one more time. How does he miss that header in the seventh minute of stoppage time? I mean, this ball is perfect. Absolutely perfect. And look, we're not talking about most of these plays where Jamal is making great saves. We're talking about where these balls aren't even close to being on target And Minnesota, I mean, that should have been their third goal of the match. But let's talk about it. I can't believe we're about to say it, Philly. What a run in the last minute of stoppage time by Raheem the Dream Edwards. No doubt. I mean, look, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I've been wanting for Raheem to impress me and shut us up for for a while. And there were a couple of plays today where he no doubt did that. I mean, he impressed. But, you know, I think it was, what, Raito? At one point on this counter, had yeah. a sick cross to Chicho. Yeah. And that, that easily could have put us up 2 nothing. And honestly, it would have really helped if it happened. But Tyler Miller getting some retribution because he did make a save. Raito's cross was, I mean, that was a world-class dynamite 
across. Like you look at something like that and you go, uh, all right, there's that flash of brilliance right? that obviously the scouts saw upon signing him. And, and Chicho got a good you know, bit of boot on the uh, on the ball, but you know, went right to Tyler Miller. Tyler Miller didn't have to obviously extend himself. Sure, still a good save. I but... mean, obviously he kept his team in the game, so Tyler Miller at least can walk into the half t- in the half with his head held up high, right. especially after he got megged. Uh, in, 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 or nutmegged in a way, but that's five how hole. the first half ends. Five hole, yeah. Again, man, Raheem Edwards went through four or five guys to get that ball out to Brian out wide. So at the half, we are up one nothing, dodging bullets left and right. Couple of halftime subs, couple of adjustments. Danny Musovsky coming in for Bryce Duke and Tristan Blackman. In for Kim Moon Hwan. Kim Moon Hwan, who, by the way, came back out for stoppage time and finished out the half. So that was pretty impressive. We got Danny Musovsky and Kim Moon Hwan, or excuse me, Danny Musovsky and Tristan Blackman coming into the match. And I actually thought, Philly, LAFC played really well the first 10 minutes or so of the second half. No, they did, considering they didn't really play well at all in the, in the first half. Yeah. I mean, the only thing they, they led in on, obviously, was the score. Shots, they got dominated, dude, like 12 to 4, 4, uh, four to 2 on target. 64% of possession yeah. belonged to Minnesota. And it only gets worse. And it, yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> only gets worse. But, you know, they came out pretty good. 51st minute. Moose gets a great pass from Raito, but obviously there's, there's a field goal that's kicked there. 54th minute. Chicho to Brian. He takes a shot, but that's picked up by the keeper. Moose. Moose was open. He was open, but Raito held the ball for a little too long. A little too long. And then we see our first bit of yellow, our first little Tweety Bird, if you will, in the 56th minute. Yellow card on Gasper for a foul on Brian. Um, and I'm looking at my notes, and I... <laughs> Go I'm, on. I'm looking at the word. Go on. Dude, I mean, this is something straight out of, like, Alice in Wonderland. Like, I don't know what Apor Wadiya Aranhat is. I mean, what, Did you just speak in tongues? What just might, happened? Well, I mean, we talked about we talked about Robin Lud. I mean, it might have been Finnish. If what we just said offended anybody out there that speaks another language, I don't know what language he spoke, but we're sorry for offending you if we did. I, I'm curious. What does the spell check for Apple say? Oh, my uh, God. Nothing found. Got it. Wow. But yes, that, we, got, we, got, we got a yellow card on Gasper there for a foul on Brian. And, uh, you know, it was a good foul, obviously, as that was concerned, because had he not made that play on Brian, Brian was wide open and off to the races. So it was a strategic yellow card. If it was further down yeah. in the attacking third, there's yeah. no doubt that at that point that would have been a red card, but he easily prevented LAFC from going off to the races. Yeah, you know, God, I'm Apron just... I still don't know what that that's means. That's on your bingo I, card, defender. I mean... I still don't know what that means. Um, yeah, I mean, I, here, look, just so you know, I'm not conjuring things I, up. I try, yeah. try, say it, say it. I hot. Cool. You speak German. Is that close? No. No. All right. No. I just, I was, I don't know what happened. I, I like, I feel like I'd be in, like, in, again, in Alice in Wonderland with like the Cheshire cat hanging out in the tree and like the mum rats well, on, on the grave. You know, it, uh, it didn't take long for Minnesota and the soccer gods to wake up a little bit though in the second half, 64th minute. Just a bad foul by Jesus Mario. I, I think. Murray was either really good or really bad today. He wasn't just that solid backline defender that we needed him to be so often. And it gives a free kick to Minnesota United in a dangerous position, easy for me to say. Just like, look, when you gave Chicho that free kick in a dangerous position and LAFC was able to capitalize, well, unfortunately, Minnesota able to capitalize on that. We used the old lay down behind the wall tactic with Raheem Edwards. 
the rebound on a great it was actually a really good save by Jamal Blackman. The ball definitely got a lot. There was a lot on it. He was trying to push it out wide. Unfortunately, Ozzy Alonso was there, and we are level at one on Ozzy Alonso's first goal of the year. One one Minnesota finds the equalizer. And there was some sort of uh, I don't know. There was a chat going on. I don't know what Bob and Fragapanye were talking about. No idea, but dinner ugh. plans. Yeah, we we did not look good. No, we didn't. And <coughs> I mean, Minnesota was knocking on the door for for sixty ish minutes. We we're fortunate enough to where that was the equalizer because they easily could have gone up by plenty prior to that. But it, it, it's no surprise you said it. Jamal Blackman making a heck of a save. Sometimes just the way the ball bounces. And if you watch that replay, what would you have done differently? Would you have punched it up higher? I mean, maybe you could have caught it. But, yeah. you know, Alonso just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And, and, and that was it. And then, you know, that's the story there. Fast forward nine minutes later, Gasper uh, nearly destroyed our hopes for a season. He had an attempt Ugh. that, you know, nearly, nearly was the demoralizer, if you will. And then in the 75th minute, we have a sub. Sadly, Scarf's favorite LAFC player has to head to the Pines. He's out. Marco Farfan is in, and we progress forward. Yeah, actually, let me let me talk about a, a big thing that happened in the one minute right before. Unfortunately for us, this is going to come back to hurt against Seattle. Uh, in the 74th minute, Jose C. Fuentes picking yeah. up a yellow card. Yeah, yeah, you're right. A- and unfortunately, that means because of yellow card accumulation, we will not have Jose Cifuentes. Who knows about the health of Edward Atsuesta? We know that Ginella Pancho Ginella was out and is likely done for, I mean, look, he so was out MCL, for today. He's not coming back anytime soon. Right. So now we're down Edward Atsuesta, possibly. We're definitely down Jose Cifuentes. We are definitely down Pancho Ginella. So it's asking an awful lot of Latif Blessing. It's asking an awful lot of Bryce Duke and... Does this mean we see Daniel Chrysostomo again in the midfield? Does this mean maybe Miche Galina, who's played some midfield for the Colorado Switchbacks? That's asking a lot of a guy who's been on our team for four and a half minutes. Uh, this, and, and oh, by the way, Philly, that's going into the Seattle Sounders match, the number one team in the Western Conference, although... It just gets better and better. Dude. It looks like Raul Ruiz Diaz will still be out. For them, not that they need much more firepower. No, they clearly can win with 16 and 17-year-olds. <laughs> right? And so it looks like they won't have Raul Ruiz Diaz. I don't think Jordan Morris is going to make his season debut on the road. I think if they're going to do that, they're going to let him play in front of the home crowd to start things off. So who knows? But yeah, Marco Farfan into the game for Raheem Edwards. I actually thought, and, and I know Max thought this as well when we were listening to the broadcast, Marco Farfan actually played pretty well in this match in the limited time that he got. He got 15 minutes and stoppage time, although not a lot of stoppage time. 77th minute, it was Tristan Blackman on Fragapanye with a great save to make the first one. And then off the line, it's Danny Musovsky possibly making the most important save of the season for us. Yeah. And, and I wrote this down in the 77th minute. I actually texted it to a buddy of ours as well. I said, LAFC looks like Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump right now. Just no legs. They, they had no legs. They look dead tired. Oh, God. That's we, a Forrest Gump reference for you folks that don't understand. I said Forrest way. Gump. I said Lieutenant Did Dan you? from Forrest Gump. Yeah, you oh, I don't, I don't, it's okay. I again, got you. Again, ground control to Major Tom. Ground I'm sorry. Ground control to Major Tom. 
I, I still haven't brought up the other Tom, by the way. We're doing well so far. So, no. I mean, uh, you just did. So, technically, yeah, that's all. I didn't, I didn't say the last name. Everybody knows what you meant. I know. So, you already broke the my, ice. My thing was that I just felt like LAFC had nothing left. Like, they were on fumes. Yes, we could have substituted a couple of people in, but I don't know. I, I We stayed with what we had. I'm not upset that we were able. Look, we, we had that spot in the 86th minute where Sifu had that ball just behind him on a cross. We had we had a good effort in the 86th minute. We had a good effort in the first minute. Oh, Chicho has his shot saved by Tyler Miller in the first minute of stoppage time. That might have been it. But Philly... Uh, we know we need all three points, right? We need all three points from this match. As it is, we get one point in a game where you and I both agree, Philly, we had no business being anywhere near a draw on this game. No, without a doubt. I mean, we should have lost this game. Minnesota, I'm not going to say they're a world better than us, but as far as the Western Conference is concerned, they're one of, what, four teams that have won more than nine games or won nine games at home. And so going in to Allianz was going to be a, an uphill battle for our boys. Yeah. And the first 30 minutes to go in there with no shots whatsoever to Minnesota's nine, uh, LAFC didn't really maintain any kind of possession. But, you know, we're not thinking, I mean, I guess we could talk about, you know, philosophy. I mean, you know, they're going to break the record in terms of expected goals and then expected goals against. They, they've gone exact opposites. But, you know, LAFC... They did catch a bit of luck with a couple of ties throughout the league, despite the fact that they tied. Minnesota's still in there. They're, they're still standing pretty in sixth place in the Western Conference. LAFC, though, is not that far behind. Yeah, you're, look. A couple of points, man. You mentioned it. Well, three to be exact. The, the results all broke our way today, Philly. Like, we, we gained a well, point. almost. Yeah, but I mean, you know, no one's putting this thing away, right? Like, it's, We it's, still wouldn't... If we won, right? Yeah. Uh, looking at it. So what? We were at 40. If we would have won and the other results would have held up the way they did, uh, we would have been at 43 points. Yeah, we would. Look. So we, we still... Yeah, I guess we would have snuck in at that point. Yeah, let's yeah. let's go over it right now. With the tie, we gain a point. And again, I thought the other results all broke our way nicely. No one's pulling away in their quest to secure a playoff berth. Would have been nice for the Galaxy to lose, though. They, yeah, but you know what? They drew with Dallas 2-2, so there's just a point. But, by the way, if I had any respect or if anybody who watched that game, like the, the, the Chicha falling, uh, Chicha, Chich. Yeah, Chicharito yeah. falling down on the ground for just a little like tap on on the face. That was awful. Oh my god! Like give him a awful. red card for lack of intestinal fortitude. By the way. <laughs> he definitely should have got a yellow for embellishment. How about Chicago Fire beating RSL, San Jose and Vancouver drawing one one. No team helped themselves out. How much it could have been differently if we could have kept that three points. Oh, my goodness. San so Jose, LAFC, and Real Salt Lake still got a shot to creep in. Absolutely. Let's go over the standings. LAFC in ninth on 41 points. RSL in eighth on 42 points. Vancouver in seventh with 44. And Minnesota in sixth. Oh, excuse me. Vancouver in seventh with 43, I think, right? Is it 43 or 44? Now Minnesota, I'll have to double check. Minnesota? Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver's 44 points. Vancouver, 44 points. Uh, we also have Minnesota with 44 points as of right now. And we have 40. No, no, Minnesota's got 45. I'm sorry. I'm very confused now. Now I have to go back and look. Now yeah, you have so Minnesota, 45. Vancouver at 44. That's what I said. 
Wow, it's nap time for oh, Philly. Oh, I might have said Minnesota before. I don't know. Hold it's on. Met, clearly, it's nap time for both of us. You've Goodness. been with me all day. Portland, Carson, Minnesota. Look, no one is pulling away. That was a hot mess of a little segment right there. But either way. That, that, that's okay. Look, we're, we're just going to. We've been up since 3 in the morning. It's been, it's been a really, really, really long day for us. But look, we got a point. I'm going to go over it one more time. These are live standings as of right now because I pressed the live button. Let's try it. Portland with 46, Galaxy with 46, Minnesota with 45, Vancouver with 44, Real Salt Lake with 42, LAFC with 41. We are still just five points behind. Fourth. Problem is, Philly, only nine points left to go out and get. Obviously, Seattle's next. We've, we've got Seattle at home on the 26th. We've got Vancouver at home on November 2nd. And we go to Colorado on decision day, November 7th. I'm going to say it, Philly. If we want to make the playoffs, we need all nine points. Yeah, I mean, at this point, without, without a doubt. it's it, like Every game is obviously important. Seattle is going to be a tough contest. Fortunately, we get to do it at home where we have had a bit Better luck than on the road. Seven wins at home versus the four on the road. Uh, and then we, we face Vancouver at home again. We have unbelievably, amazingly scheduled games, by the way. Like, <laughs> it's kind of cool, though, if you think about it. It's a quick turnaround. We get to go to the bank on Tuesday. But then again, like we, we, we have to go to the bank on, on Tuesday, which means Tuesday and Wednesday are going to be extremely long days. And then we, we have a, what? It was a week off, I guess? Yeah, well, I we mean, we, we play on the 26th, and then we play on the 2nd. So, okay. you know, it's... It's, it's look, about a week. And, and look, There's 31 days in October. Halloween in there. So, hey, did I hear something, by the way, that in the city of Los Angeles, they want everybody to trick-or-treat on Thursday instead of actually trick-or-treating on Halloween? Why? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I know last year, almost nobody trick-or-treated because of COVID. So people are going to be super excited to be able to trick-or-treat this year. Another thing, Philly, if I may say so myself, that the millions and millions are super excited for is this alleged world premiere of a song. We've talked for about an hour on this, somewhat intelligibly. (laughs) And the jury is still out on that one. And I don't want to say the the goodbyes just yet, but you have have anything to add, Philly, on this episode before we. we move on to what is apparently going to be, and again, I have where it's ten forty eight here in Culver City on Saturday, October twenty third. I have not heard what you are all about to hear. So Philly, what he's going to do because I know he's already recorded whatever it is, he's going to add it on at the end of the podcast. So it's going to be in about thirty seconds or so after we say our bye byes. I give you, everybody, the world premiere of one Christian Philly Barry Manilow Philemon. So I'm going to give you the precursor of the following. Yeah. So obviously we've been waiting on Brian's song for a long time. So listen to the Heart of LAFC show on YouTube a couple of days ago. They introduced, they, they normally have like, you know, their, their black and gold vinyl club selection. And they shouted out us and, and Barry Manilow. And of course, bam, LAFC Australia was like, you know, we're still waiting on the, uh, the Chicho Arango song. So right after he said that, I literally wrote it. It took me 20 to 25 minutes, a couple of changes here oh, and gosh. there. And oh, here's, gosh. look, here's the caveat. Uh-huh. I was in a rock band for a long time, but I play guitar. And there's a reason. I can't sing. I tried to auto-tune this as best as I could. Oh, but if I great. was the lead singer of a rock band, we'd be called 
the tone deafs. So that being said, it's in a way for me, like I, I'm really proud of this because at the very least, I I promised y'all that, that I would create the song and I did it relatively quickly as compared to what Scar's been promising for a year and change. I've I love calling this be, out. Oh no, no, God. this is fun. This is fun for me. This is fun. But yes, we're. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about the season. Congratulations to the New England Revolution on winning the Supporters Shield. LAFC still not mathematically eliminated. We got a shot. And unless you have anything to say, the world premiere of the Chicho Arango song is on its way. Bye bye. bye. His name's Bob Bradley. Coach of LAFC Shiny bald head and no hair Only about the 4-3 did he care We came out cruising Then we started losing Bob's job is on the line Black and gold losing all the time Blue birds flying everywhere Middle fingers in the air The team went from first place down to eighth The season's not been great But then came Chicho Chicho Arango Started scoring all of those golazos. Oh yes, it's Chicho, Chicho Arango. Tongue sticking out as we all scream and shout. And yes, it's Chicho. We fell in love. His name is JT, GM of LAFC. A hero he was to all 2019 our team stood up tall Until the COVID did what it did The season nearly went away And the team came back in disarray Like Bobby's on the hot seat Our team keeps getting beat We needed someone to place Rossi Cause he's on Fenerbahce And then came Chicho, Chicho Arango Surpassed Rossi with all his golazos Oh yes, it's Chicho, Chicho Arango Keepers, he's thrashing and checks, he is cashing Yes, it's Chicho We all fell in love
stick around for the third verse, defenders. Seconds away. Take it away, Philly. You know they love you. They used to call us Supporters Shield champions. But that was two damn years ago since we put on an amazing show. Now we fight for playoffs. Oh no, not this team. Our boys once played real fine. Inconsistencies happening all the time. Our brains are on rewind when we won all the time. We lost our DPs and then our money. And now we've lost our mind. But then came Chicho, Chicho Arango. We hope he keeps on scoring those golosos. Ah, yes, it's Chicho, Chicho Arango. Keepers, he's thrashing and checks, he is cashing. Yes, it's Chicho. Please don't lose your form. Score more of goals. More of those goals. I told you I'd beat you into the song, Scarf. We've been waiting on Brian's song. But I gave you Chicho Arango days after I promised it. We all still waiting on Brian's song, Scarf. Where is Brian's song? I won this bet. You owe me 25 push-ups, 25 shots, however you want to come through and collect. I'm waiting here. I'm all yours as a member of the millions and millions of Defenders of the Bank listeners. Philly beat Scarf in the what I'm going to call the annual song showdown between Philly and the Scarf. Chicho Rump came out before Brian's song.